Hey, what's up, guys? So uh, this is the longest podcast I've ever done, and there's a lot. There's a lot here, and I do spend this um, the first 17, 18 minutes, kind of just giving an overview of what my what life has been over the last uh, couple of weeks. But if you want to skip over, skip over that, and um, that's fine. So uh, I would say fast forward to maybe 17 or 18 minutes, and that's when I start getting into the uh, getting into the topics. Um, thanks for listening. Peace. Welcome back to the Multi-Channel Reseller Podcast. This is Joshua Esters, and I'm back again with another episode. And it's been a while since I've been on this podcast. And this episode, I got something. I want to talk about a few things that have been plaguing my mind for a little while. Um, But before we get into it, first got to you know, acknowledge the uh, new listeners. So I appreciate you guys. Um, pre- pre- appreciate you listening, you know, and then we also got to give a shout out to the permanent collection. Appreciate you guys still tuning in on every episode. So um, um, thank you for that. Just, you know, just want to say that. And, you know, it, it these past couple of weeks, um, for the first time in a, for the first time in a long time, I've been feeling like my life is sort of, you know, getting itself together. Um, I'm getting a lot more things done in my personal and my business life. Um, you know, in, in over the past, I don't know, eight years or so. <clears throat> I've been constantly having to, you know, adjust to life, you know, um, and a lot of it had to, had to do with family situations, right? You know, whether it was um, getting married, whether it was moving to another state, and then all the kids I was having, and in between all that time, so I'm constantly adjusting my my life, my schedule, my strategies my, you know, my purpose, my priorities, and, and constantly just, you know, changing constantly. And that's one of the only guarantees in life is change, right? Um, in, in, in this time, for a long time, I'm starting to um, come into, um, come, come into these habits, I guess you could say, where I'm getting things done despite all the chaos, you know, uh, I'm not fully completely there and it's, I'm striving to thrive in chaos. I mean, I, I maybe from the outside looking in, people may see that I'm thriving in chaos. Um, but it doesn't feel that way and it doesn't seem that way. Um, but, um, it, it could be true, but anyways, but I, I, I do strive on getting better. And to me, it just means accomplishing things, you know, moving my life forward. Cause you know, I've been you know, the past couple of months or so, you know, I've been feeling, um, I've been noticing, I've been noticing that things have just been, my life has just been kind of stagnant, you know, like, I don't know if that's a good thing. It's a bad thing. You know, I've been kind of stagnant for a little while, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's not the best feeling. And, and what it did was, to me psychologically it made me think like okay i don't think 
I'm doing things correctly. Meaning, um, I'm maybe I'm a little too aimless. You know, maybe I'm a little too aimless because if I if I'm stagnant, that means I'm aimless. And and I, when I came into that realization. I, I started doubling down on, okay, let me start writing down in, um, I need to start writing down, you know, more of my, my visions, you know, or coming up with a vision. And that's one of the things I've been doing. Um, and if, if you, if, you know, some of you who been following the podcast since this year, you know, I talked about a few books that I've been reading and I, and I, I, I talked about this in an episode before, um, I think it was titled, um, you know, the books that, uh, these three books that make you rich or make you a millionaire or something like that. And one of them was, uh, vivid visions. And the way I read books now is totally different from how I used to, you know, I used to devour books, you know, very quickly, but you know, since, you know, life is how it is right now, it, it takes me a while to, um, it, you know, I, I don't, I don't read as much as I would like. And one of the game changers was when I finally got audible, it allowed me to listen. But the problem with listening is it isn't, um, it's less focusing. Um, I really have to like, even if I'm listening, I still, I still would like to sit down, do nothing for 30 minutes and literally listen, but I'm multitasking. I'm listening while I'm falling asleep or I'm listening while I'm doing something, I'm listening while I'm, you know, so to a certain degree, I mean, yeah, it's better than nothing. And I am grasping, you know, what I'm, what I'm listening to, but it isn't fully the same as sitting down and actually reading the pages in a book or even sitting down and listening, um, and, and while I'm doing nothing. So, but anyways, um, that's one book I've been, um, been really diving into and and how I read books now is when there's a book that I really want to read or I really want to uh, get concepts and learn concepts concepts out of and 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 and, and establish new habits um, from what I'm learning from a book <clears throat> I what I do is I, ha- I get a journal I have these color-coded journals and the ones that I do for um, you know learning I guess you can say that's non, um, that, that's not, uh, like, you know, I have some books that are, you know, I'm reading because I want to learn a new, uh, money-making skill, I guess you can say. If it's not money-related directly, I have just this, the, these black journals that I'm, t- after, after every chapter, you know, I'm writing down what I learned from the chapter, um, you know, what I need, what I need to do, what the chapter is, is is teaching and and the steps I need to take to, um, um, to do the things that the book is telling me to do, right? Um, to get the result that I'm looking for. So after after every chapter, I'm I'm writing, right? And the vivid vision I've been working on that one actually pretty much for the most of the year, and you know just dealing with other things in in in, in life and just just moving slow on on the book rather is. I uh, finally put together my vivid, vivid vision for my my e-commerce company, right? So, um, so I have a vivid vision for that now. I just completed it maybe a week ago, 
where I, I got, you know, it's a four page, three page document, you know, and I got, you know, I, I, I followed all the steps in the book or whatever. And I got my vivid vision and it, and it, it feels, it feels good to have it. <clears throat> and I, I do at some point in time, um, when I'm more integrated, um, <clears throat> when I have more time to, you know, do more with the podcast, I do plan on to, you know, um, having some way to post these things and, and, um, um, for those who care, you know, who, who would like, who would like to see it. Cause I'm thinking like, maybe that's something I can actually share with people. Um, because it's not that it isn't, it, it isn't really specific. I, I, the way I, the way I wrote it, what I realized is it, it, it seems like, Hmm, this actually, this could work with any business. This could work with any company. You know what I'm saying? It, it can work. And then not only that, if I gave it to someone, for example, they can add on to, they can add on to it. I mean, it's not really like, you know, there wouldn't be much to erase because it's so generic in a sense. It's like, well, you know, you know, well, the vivid, well, let me explain this. What the vivid vision is um, basically stating where you, where you want your business to be three years from now, but you're, you know, you're speaking it in the present tense though. So where you want your business to be three years from now and you, um, you know, in each different area of your business, you know, or as many areas as, of your business as possible, where do you want each area of your business to be three years from now? What does it look like three years from now? What is your, your, you know, your customer service looks like, you know, if it's just, you know, if you, you don't have like, a um, even if you don't have like a team or anything like that, like what does cursed customer service look like? You know, what does marketing look like? What does, you know, how do you, how, what, what, what is your profitability, profitability look like? Now it's a document that I, that I basically created without numbers. So that, so my, when I, my, my section for profitability is not how much money I'll be making. Although I actually thought about, um, adding on to my vivid division numbers. That's, that's somewhat separate from the document to a degree because the purpose of the document is not to put numbers in it. It's, it's about the vision in terms of what, um, what do you want your company to look like? Okay. Now, sure. You can add numbers to the vivid vision or not either way. It's still, uh, your vivid vision is still intact even without the numbers. But anyways, so I have all the, I have like 15 different sections in the, uh, in my vivid, vivid vision and there's different areas of my business that, you know, what my business will look like three years from now. Okay. Now, um, because the kind of person I am, I do want to see some numbers. So I just recently thought of that about that. I was like, okay, I'm, I might add a separate section, you know, just like, okay, just call it numbers, the numbers, you know, call it the, the numbers section and just say, okay, three years from now, I want to be making a hundred thousand dollars a month, which is my goal, a hundred thousand dollars a month and net profit. Okay. hundred, hundred thousand dollars a month. But, the, but, um, what I'm still working out right now is, um, I don't anticipate making a hundred thousand dollars a month net in my e-commerce business. You know, I made a hundred thousand dollars a month total and, um, and, and, and either two to three, um, um, two to three, uh, businesses. And, um, so yeah, anyways. So, um, and then 
now that I completed that, I'm actually working on a vivid vision for my family. Okay. Um, so now it's like, okay, I need to put this together for my family. Okay. I need, I need a vivid vision for my family because what happens is, um, I mean, with, without it, uh, what, what do they say? Um, without vision, uh, what is it? Was it in the Bible or something like that? Uh, without vision, the people would perish. It's that concept. And I always felt like that whenever, whenever I don't have a direction, um, uh, whenever I don't have a visible direct direction or a direction that I'm keeping in my mind, uh, you know, that's where the depression starts coming in. That's where the insecurity starts coming in. That's where the, you know, and then, and then, um, then once I lock in on a goal, I lock in on a, a vision, I lock in on a purpose, even though it's short term, all of that changes. I mean, you, you know, you feel like a God, you know, cause you're, you're, you're walking, you're walking in the, or you're running, walking, however you want to describe it, you're walking in the direction of prosperity. Um, whatever that looks like, whatever that may be, it may not be prosperity in terms of cash or money, but it's prosperity in terms of accomplishment, you know? So <clears throat> I never, you know, I've, I've said this many times on a podcast. I've never been a, 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 a goal setter per se. I always, I always struggled with that. Like, you know, being a goal setter, um, and part, part of it was, is like, well, I want to experience and I want to, I want to experience and, 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 uh, uh, try to do as many things as possible. I mean, I don't really know what the possible outcomes are going to be of all these different things that I'm trying. So what's the point of having goals or how can I set a goal? And I don't even know what the next step even looks like in the thing that I'm doing now, you know? So just that inexperience, um, and, and the, probably the lack of competence rather, if someone, someone may argue, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I don't look back and say, oh, well, I should have had goals. I literally did not have goals to have, <laughs> you know, there was like in my, the way I understand it, like there was no goals to actually have. My goal was to experiment and experience. That was my goal. Now it, it seemed aimless while I was doing all these different business opportunities and all these different things. It, it may seem aimless while I was doing those things. And, um, um, but that was it. And the only, the only, the only real thing that I, um, the only real thing that I com accomplish from start to finish with, with the, with, with knowing what the finish line looks like. Right. So the only thing I only accomplished with, with knowing what the finish line looks like was when I went to uh, university or, you know, I started off at, um, uh, started off in a, um, junior college, but, and then, you know, you eventually graduated, whatever. But, um, so it's easy to know what the end is for that, right? You graduate. Um, but what I would say is, um, of course, I don't remember every single thing that I've learned in college or school. I mean, that's, that doesn't seem possible for anybody. But what I did get from that, and, you know, and there were times where I, you know, I got away from, you know, I got away from it, you know, and I need to get back to that was what I'm trying to do now, which I, something I've always been trying to do, but because my life changes so frequently, it's been hard to kind of capture it. But what I've been trying to do, or what I've been doing at that time was, uh, in school was, or what I've learned and, and, and what I've experienced with that, with that was the level of determination, the level of 
knowing what my end goal was, the level of determination, the level of, you know, walking in that direction um, to the finish line or running in the finish line and then breaking down all the steps. Like here, here's, here's how meticulous I was when it, when it came to school, you know, um, and I need to do this in my personal, in my business life as well. I literally broke the, I literally, I literally did, uh, I, you know, I set goals. So, you know, so even though I'm not necessarily a goal person, but, but that time I, I was setting goals, I would break down how many pages of each chapter I would read, right? So if, if I had to, you know, read this chapter, read these chapters by X amount of days, I knew exactly how many pages I would read of each book every single day. Okay, I need to read this amount. Okay, I need to do this. I had a, you know, I had a planner and, and, and I was writing the shit out of my planner. Now, I never really did that after I graduated. And that's what I do look back and say, hmm, damn, I wish... I, I wish I had something. I wish I was doing something that allowed me to, that, you know, encouraged me to do that again, you know, because after college, you know, as, 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 you know, I went in so many different directions after that, <clears throat> but I think like the aimlessness is, 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 even though I am aiming, it's still somewhat aimless. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still somewhat aimless when you, when you don't have a vision or an end goal. So, I mean, it's not nothing, you know, insightful, you know, I mean, maybe it is, but it's not nothing new. I mean, it's not nothing that we probably haven't heard before, or learned before, but, um, but hey, there's a lot of things we've heard and learned when we were kids or, or, you know, a young adults or whatever, and we just didn't do until 20, 10, 15 years later, you know, it's, that's just how it is, you know, just how life is, you know, you don't really, sometimes you don't really learn the lesson through hearing it or reading it you kind of learn it through experience and that experience could take like you know it could be a decade you know but anyways um so that, that's that's where things are now for me um and you know there's more to it but you know we don't have to get into all that but <clears throat> this episode here okay this episode here i want to talk about i want to talk about this whole kanye west situation I briefly talked about it in previous podcasts. And when I say briefly, I mean, literally, I wouldn't even say briefly talked about it. I mean, it's just what I said was, um, and you know, if you're new, you don't have to go back and listen to it. I didn't say anything special. I just said, look, whatever he's talking about, forget it, man. Forget what he's talking about. Just put on the music. Let's just put the music on and let's just rock Bob to that because, you know, he'd just be wilding out, you know? Kanye be wilding out. He been, he's been wilding out for a long time, you know? And every time, you know, a lot of us say, you know, we're done with Kanye, you know, we end up back on the Kanye train. He's doing something wild. He's doing something crazy. And it's like, damn, this dude is really, like, who is this dude? And then you forget about that. You turn the music on, and then you, you bob in. And listen, it all boils down to the reason why people are, the reason why people have always been upset with him ever since I don't even know how long ago, but um, the reason why people are so upset with him is because it's like, you know, when you, when you, his music is the soundtrack of, 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 of parts of our lives. Right. And, you know, it's like his music is just a soundtrack of, of these memories that we have of, 
where we were, what we were doing, when we were listening to it, and what that vibe was when we were that age. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, that was a whole vibe going on with that album and, and the music and everything I was doing and the art and the, and, the, and the friends and the going out and the college and the, you know what I'm saying? And like, it was a whole vibe around his music and it, it's telling the story of our lives. People are really mad at this, this, this man because he comes out and he's just doing some wild shit. Okay, he's doing some crazy, saying some crazy shit. He's not, he's not crazy the way people are thinking of it, like mentally ill or something like that. He's not crazy like that. He knows exactly what he's saying. He knows exactly, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's crazy in the sense that he, 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 and, and that's, that's not, that's not the best word. You know, we're loosely using the word crazy, you know, um, and that's not, you know. But people have been using that word to refer to him, and they're constantly asking, is Kanye crazy? And he's not, in the way people are thinking. Um, the, the crazy that I that I think of is, is, in terms of him, it's more so, you know, is... The thing that makes him great is the thing that makes him not so great. So it's his... His uh, what 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 would be the word? It's more so he thinks he thinks he cannot be touched. Okay. I I, I wouldn't say narcissism, I wouldn't say confidence. It's beyond that. It's I think I cannot be touched. And here's one thing about Kanye that a lot of people may not realize is dude has been always, he's always been that way. All the ways he's acting now, he's always been that way. There's a little bit of tweaks maybe, but he's always been that person who's outspoken, saying something that other people can, you know, who probably would disagree with him on, but he says it in a way that's so matter of factly. He said it in a way that's so confident. He says, he says it in a way that's so, that's so Kanye. You know, that it's like you admire that, but at the same time, the thing he is saying and the things he is he is saying, you know, it's not it's not really like it's not that deep. Like you know, what I'm saying like let's like, and I think l lately, and what I've realized lately about him is like he like look, he's trying to be deep, but he ain't deep. Like stop trying to be deep. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you ain't that deep. You know what I mean? So, stop it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but, uh, but, you know, you know. But I think this time, this time, he, he's really, you know, he is really feeling the pain. This time, it's like, it's different. This time, it's different. Whatever he's going through now, it's really different. Because they said you can't cancel Kanye. Kanye was the freest black man in america that's what you know why i used to say and that's why people used to say he used to be the freest black man in america until recently he is not he's not dave chappelle was was runner-up for the freest black man in america dave chappelle now holds the throne he's the freest freest in the sense that you can't cancel dave chappelle we thought you couldn't cancel kanye but that may be changing you know, and I could be wrong. I mean, I really don't care, honestly. But, um, but Dave Chappelle, on the other hand, I, 
he's 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 still going. He's going as if he can't be canceled. And, the, and the, you know, I'm, I'm only using these words because these are the words that people people use to understand, you know, what I'm what I'm talking about. But I I don't really cancel and all that kind of stuff. That stuff is ridiculous to me. Okay. But anyways, but there's some lessons that we can learn from Kanye. There's lessons that we can learn from Kanye's or formerly known as Kanye, right? So it's Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. There's some lessons we can learn about e-commerce from Kanye. Or not necessarily from him directly, but just from his his whole situation, from all the things that, is, that are surrounding him right now. Okay? First... Let me crack open this zero calorie cola. It's been a while since I cracked one open on the podcast. So right now at the time. So let's go. All right. I got to crack it open before it gets. I got to keep it cold. So I like it cold. I like all my drinks. All my drinks. I like. I like when they're damn near frozen. Right before it freezes. That's when I like to drink it. So I put all my drinks in the freezer, everything, you know, I, everything I possibly can. If it's water, I want ice. I want a lot of fucking ice. I want my drink to be as like right before it freezes. You know, that's that's how I like it. So uh, let me crack open this. Uh, let me start sipping on this 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 zero calorie cola before it gets warm. Okay. There's so much about this whole Kanye thing because it's no longer about Kanye. What Kanye has been talking about lately, I'm calling him Kanye. I'm not. I'm not about to call him Ye. Kanye has has um, this moment will be remembered for 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 quite a bit of time because it's it's shining a light on a lot of things. Now these aren't new things people are saying. Whatever's whatever Kanye is saying or has said is not new. Okay, it's not new. It's a conversation that um, that Black Americans have been having for quite a bit of time. One thing I will say, I will. One thing I will. Um, I wouldn't say defend, but I will. I, I one thing I will say is, outside. I I think you know. I think the thing about Kanye is some of his some of his things he's been saying have been you know he's been poking the bear. You know that's that's what he does. Okay, he kind of like pokes the bear, right? He has to you know go as far as he could possibly go on saying certain things or doing certain things to you know for that shock factor. Or the sound bites and all that. Yeah, he's very conscious of trying to make sound bites. You know, he's in the media. You know, what I'm saying just like all these people who we see on TV, who we see on social media, all of them are aware that they need sound bites. Okay, now we as the consumers, or I'm not that much a, a consumer <clears throat> um, per se, but you know, all of us are some consumers of some. Um, to some degree of content a lot of times we don't realize what the content makers are doing content makers are just anybody anybody in content that could be music that could be acting that could be 
uh, YouTube, that could be social media, it could be Facebook, it could be Instagram, it could, it could be any of it, okay? These are all content creators. Everybody knows, okay? Everybody who's creating content knows they need to have some type of shock factor, some type of, you know, something to get some attention. So yes, he has said things, and I'm not gonna repeat them. He said things that probably was like, you know what? Uh, yeah, we're not rocking with that. But he's saying it, probably not realizing what he's saying, but he's realizing that he needs to say something extreme, okay? <clears throat> outside of that, outside of the extreme thing that he needs to say to try to get attention, I do not think he is a hateful human being. He doesn't hate anybody. He's not anti-anybody, okay? Now, what Kanye has done is not what it's not new. It's not, he, he's, and what the, 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 the podcast I really liked was him with him and Lex Friedman. Him and Lex Friedman did a podcast and he seemed more, you know, by that time, he's already said all the crap. He's already apologized for all the stuff and all that stuff, right? So he had more time to kind of reflect and get his thoughts together and then kind of uh, explain why he did what he, he, he said what he said or all that kind of stuff. So that that, that podcast, I enjoyed um, just kind of just listening, okay, you know, um, listening to him talk about what he was talking about. And then Lex Friedman, you know, um, being a Jewish I think he's from Russia. Uh, he's being he's being a Jew a Jewish person, and he's kind of you know pushing back and being devil's advocate and all that kind of stuff. And they're having this 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 very uh, it seems very theatrical, okay. So there's some ups, some downs, some sideways moments, and there's some ups, some downs. Some got angry. It looks like there's some anger, there's some frustration, and then some and then some um, camaraderie, and then you know what I'm saying some smiles, laughs, and 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 it got a little heated a little bit. So it was, it was, it was very, uh, it was, it was, it was entertaining, I guess you could say as well. <clears throat> he, he's, what he really is doing is pointing out a pattern. Okay. He's saying there's a pattern. Okay. He is an observant of this pattern. Now, I will tell you this, and I think this is hundred percent true. Most, and he's not, I don't, do not think, you know, <clears throat> first of all, Kanye West does not speak for the black community. Let's, let's put that on front street. He does not speak for the black community. I don't speak for the black community. No one speaks for the black community. There, in my opinion, there is no black community. There's no, none of that community. Whatever people say community, unless there's actually a real community, then there's no community, you know? There may be a Jewish community because you can go to places where, you know, buildings are written Hebrew in America. You can go to cities where it's like all of it's in Hebrew and everybody who lives there is Jewish. That is a community. Okay. There is no, my, you know, I could, I could be wrong, you know, point it out if I'm wrong, but this whole community thing, I hate all that talk. I hate that kind of language. Cause like, well, what are you talking about? What community? Like it's at this point, everybody is spread out. Like you can't just say like, oh, these people in this community 
believe these things. It's just not true. It's not true. Okay. So, um, and that talk, that, that, that goes for any community, but I would say this, <clears throat> most black people don't know what anti-Semitism is. We don't even hear about it. Okay. I would say, and it's not because we don't care. It's literally, we don't know. Literally. It's literally, I don't even know what the word means. I don't know. Now, there's some people, right? There are some people who have, um, I, I, what I'm saying in general, I'm saying in mass, okay? Not saying nobody knows. But I'm just saying most people, it's just like, well, what are you talking about? Okay, like what is this? What what? And I and I I had to go on that journey myself. Okay, I had to go like I mean I mean uh, you know with this like in in what I well a couple of years ago right when when Nick Cannon had his situation they were calling him you know he was saying anti-Semitic remarks. That was the point where I was like okay I need to dig deeper into this because this is not making any sense. Now, if I'm doing that. Okay, and I don't consider myself, you know, an uneducated person. Sure, I'm uneducated in a lot of things, but generally speaking, I mean, I am a seeker of knowledge. If only two years ago, I'm digging deeper into this anti-Semitism, what do you think most people are doing? What do you think most people know? Most people have no idea. Especially most black people. That word, Semitism, that's a weird word. It's a strange word. This doesn't sound like that comes out of our mouths. Okay? It's not. So, so that is what I will say about Kanye. I don't think he, he doesn't really know um, the context which he speaks. Because it's just like everybody else. You know, when I say everybody else, I mean mostly. Okay? Not everybody, but mostly. Okay? So, two years ago, I went on a journey of learning what this is. I said, hmm, this is interesting, okay? Okay, so how did this even, you know, happen? In 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 the issue, and we're gonna get into the, the to the to the to the topic here. But this is this is what I'm saying now is related to some of the stuff I'm going to say. So just just bear bear with me, okay? Bear with me. Um The problem, um, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, because this is not, it's not, I don't want to make this an opinion piece. You know, these aren't, these aren't really topics I want to talk about, um, on my platform, you know, but it's been, it's been really plaguing my mind for quite a bit of time. I try to, you know, block it out, but it keeps popping up, right? You know, you got the Kyrie Irving situation going on. And I don't even follow, I don't watch sports. I don't, I don't watch basketball. I don't watch, I don't watch sports. Okay. But the conversations, I, I like listening to the conversations though. The conversations behind Kanye West and Kyrie Irving. Cause Kanye, you know, Kyrie Irving situation happened as a result of Kanye West. And, but what's, but here's the issue that I am, I am seeing. And I think I'm qualified to even talk about this. The reason why I'm qualified to talk about this is because <clears throat> the problem is, is 
the problem is with the anti-Semitism thing, it's starting to look like the whole racism thing in the sense that one of the things that, you know, you know, black Americans, one of the things, you know, that a lot of people have to, um, not have to, what they end up facing is they end up, I'll speak for myself. Let me speak for myself. Okay. You get to a point where it's like, as a child, right? You know, there's obviously differences, right? You know, I, I grew up where I grew up, right? There's obviously differences in my situation and other people's situations. Okay. Now, you hear a lot of this side calling the other side racist all the time. Just off the fear, just off the, just off the, 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 the strength of these people even talking about black people. If you talk about a black person, you're racist. Okay. So one of the things that unfortunately a lot of people don't grow out of is calling everything racist. Okay. And there's a whole issue around that. Okay. <clears throat> now this has, this is related to, I'm telling you, this is related to e-commerce. Trust me. Okay. So the problem with, with the anti-Semitism thing now is starting to get watered down a little bit because you can't just walk around and, and you can't just say everything's anti-Semitism. Just like black people can't say everything white people do is racism. It's not. It's not. And that's not something that you, that's not something every black person uh, gets to the realization. They don't get to that realization that, you know, everything that white people do is not racist. Okay? It's not. Everything white people say about, about black people is not racist. But what happens is over time, you know, especially now with, you know, as prominent as social media is now, the whole race thing is thrown around so much. It doesn't really mean what it used to mean. You know, like you can call people racist and it doesn't really affect them because it's like, well, I mean, I'm being called racist. These, these, these people who are being called racist, they're being called racist all day, every day. It doesn't mean anything to them. Okay. It doesn't really mean anything. Why? Because the word is being used so many times, and it's and it's being used when it's not being uh, when 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 the racism is not occurring, so you become desensitized. The problem with the anti-Semitism thing is, it's starting to get like that with anti-Semitism. Everything someone says about that group of people is anti-Semitism. Now, that isn't the fault of that group. It's it's media, right? It's it's media. So. A lot of things in the, in the way the media describes these situations, they describe them as anti-Semitism. They describe it as racist. But the problem is when you start throwing that around so much, it's going to mean less. So now people are going to be more bold about what they're saying. Because if they're going to be called an anti-Semite or a racist just for speaking a certain, just for saying something about that group, um, and it could be even positive. There's going to be rebellion, okay? Not rebellion of this group against this people. It's going to be the rebellion of freedom of speech. It's like, yo, I'm going to say even more extreme things just to prove, just to make a point, you know? 
So that is the issue that that I think is is, is where things are going to go. It's like, okay, they brought more attention to it by censoring it, right? Or by, you know, by calling for censorship. They brought more attention to it. The, the thing that they don't want, they actually brought, they're bringing it on themselves. And that's an issue, okay? And it's an issue, but I, I say I'm qualified to point that out is because I had to grow out of that. I had to grow out of thinking everything that people were saying. When I say everything, I mean things that were not racist, you know, calling them racist or or agreeing with people who were calling those people racist. You know, I had to grow out of that as I became smarter, as I became more of a critical thinker. But, you know, I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? And there's very few people who actually grow out of that. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I would say this last point and then we're going to move on. You know, some people thought, I, I forgot who this was, but if anybody remembers, there was this reporter, uh, this anchor, uh, sports anchor. She, she was a woman. When LeBron James, at one point, he was, he was, I don't remember what he was talking about, but a lot of times he speaks about political issues and things like that. Um, and, and the reporter told him to shut up and dribble. That was a whole big deal. It, the reporter told him to shut up and dribble. Okay. That was a big freaking deal. Because she was racist and she was, that's racist. That's not racist. That's not racist. Okay. If I tell Kanye right now, yo, which, which I basically said a couple of podcasts ago when I, when I brought it up the first time, I said, I don't know what Kanye's talking about. Just put the music on. That's the same thing as saying, shut up and rap. That's what we're all saying. We all want Kanye to shut up and rap. Is that, that's not racist. That's the same thing with some of the things people are saying that just, that aren't anti-Semitism. Okay. That's what's happening. Okay. That's what's happening right now. No one knows what the fuck anti-Semitism is. And just because people are saying things, they're labeling anti-Semitism. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Forget it. Let's let's just get into this. Let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. This is going to be a long one. Okay. All right. So these are um, six lessons that we can learn from Kanye West that we can apply to e-commerce. Okay. Let's get into it. And in between, I may go on a rant here and there. But let me get into it. Excuse me. I've been... <clears throat> I've actually been under the weather for a couple of weeks, too. That's another reason why I haven't been recording. I just keep... I'm just not getting over this sickness, this cold. So forgive me. Okay. So I'm not going in any particular order. They're not in any in, in order of importance. I just wrote down my thoughts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jeez, that's not good. <clears throat> okay, so lesson number one. When being the face of your brand goes wrong. Okay, that's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, so this guy, this guy Kanye, is the face of his brand. This is when, this is how it can go wrong. 
by saying shit that upsets people. You can't do that. Okay? You can't do that when that is the uh when you are see the thing the thing is, man, people people, Kanye West included, they shit on Jay-Z. Now I be thinking like, man, y'all gotta put some respect on that man's name at all times. At all times, okay? Jay-Z, remember, one of his famous lines is, I'm not a businessman. I am a business man. See, see, Jay-Z is in the background. He's chilling with his billions and his wife, who's who's also a, a, a mega superstar, and his kids, right? He still, he, he still got his bag. Jay-Z still got his bag. Still got his his family. Ain't nobody tripping on Jay-Z. The only people tripping on Jay-Z are the crabs in the bucket. Crabs in the bucket, man. Okay? So, when he's, Jay-Z's the face of his brand. He ain't never did nothing to ruin his brand. Okay? He never did anything. Never. Okay? But see, with Kanye... If you're being Kanye, you're going to have issues. Now, you can be Kanye West and do the things he's doing now and still, you know, be a billionaire. But there's other things that have to be in place. We're going to get into that in the next the next few lessons. See, <clears throat> excuse me. See, and what we do in e-commerce, right? See, a lot of people, um, you know, if you, if you go on, you know, if you, when you're on social media and all that stuff, right, you're going to see people who, you know, who are, who, who are their, their personal brand, right? You're right their, their personal brand, they make money off of being them or playing a certain character, you know, that is, um, that, pe- that they make people believe is them. And sometimes they are the face of a product, right? Or they create a product and they're the face of it. Okay, or you know Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner, she's the face of her product. You know Kim Kardashian's the face of her products, so on and so forth. But see, the problem with that is, whenever you're the face of a product, you are not, you're restricted to a certain degree. Okay, now if you sign up for that and you know what you're signing up for, that's all good. Okay, but the problem is you don't really know. Sometimes you don't know when something can go bad for you. You know, things may change. Who you are may change. And you might want to speak up on a certain issue or you might want to do a certain thing or you get caught doing something you shouldn't be doing or saying something you shouldn't be saying. And then guess what? Money's gone. But then what we do, okay, what we do, we are not the face of our brands. You don't know what products I sell. Okay. I'm not the face of my products. I can get on this microphone and say all kinds of shit. My money is still being placed. Okay, my money is still being placed because nobody knows what I do. No one knows. Now um, they know what I do, but they don't know exactly what I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't know exactly. They can't find me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can Google my name, you're not gonna find anything. They gonna find anything about what I do and how I make my money. Okay, you're not. That's actually better. It's better that way. You know what I'm saying? When I when I think about this a lot, when I when I get on these podcasts and I say my name is Joshua Esters, I kind of cringe because 
I don't want you to know my name. I don't want anyone to know my name. But I signed up for this podcast. I signed up to do this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm like, you know, maybe in the future I might go by a, 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 um, a pen name or something like that. I might erase all these podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's, that's the level I'm like, okay, well, I might not, you know. And if I do continue to do this, I'm going to take extra precautions to make sure people cannot find me. And guess what? If y'all do find me, if if anybody does find me and they have, you know, when I say find me, I mean people, you know, people who don't have an issue with you or or aren't weirdos or crazy or anything like that, they're not going to look for you. But those who do, they got an issue, just know, just know, you know. It ain't going to be, you know, lights out. That's what I'm going to say. Okay? Just, just, that's it. Okay? Because that, that's how I'm living. I'm living like that. Okay? I'm living like that. I live like that every day. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay? So, um, <clears throat> so, so that is the beauty of what we do. Okay, we don't have to be the face of nothing. Okay, I sell, I sell things that women buy, so I'm definitely not gonna be the face of my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm just, just. I mean, I'm just not. You know, it's not, it's not gonna make sense. Okay, so I'm, I'm protected in that sense, and 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 we, we, uh, we need to not take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still make millions in this world with, with no one even knowing your name. That's the best way to do it, you know, to a certain degree, you know, so, or, you know, you can be, you, you, you can, you can put your name out there, right, but you can, you cannot, you cannot be, you can be in a situation where you're not, uh, you know, you're not controlled or you're not restricted by other people, or if someone did attack, like say if you wrote a book or something like that, if someone did attack your book for something like your book or something like that you got you got other things you got other businesses going on where it's like okay well i mean the book was written out of love you know what i'm saying so if people are gonna hate on it it's cool but it doesn't affect my money though because y'all don't know how i make my money you know so we gotta keep that in mind whenever you put your face out there or your name out there just make sure like how you make your money is not your face like your real money you know what i'm saying like you can make a little bit of dollars like you know relatively speaking doing you know youtube podcasts whatever but i don't make any money doing this right now i don't so if they shut my podcast down okay all good doesn't matter doesn't make a difference okay so that's the first thing i got down let's go to another lesson the importance of being independent okay so the importance of being independent okay so um yeah being independent of your name being independent of your of the of the brand that you're creating say if you are creating a brand as as public okay and you're the face or you're the you know your name is known yeah you want to you know it, it's helpful to be independent now here's the thing about being independent there is no true independence i mean that 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 is um you can't really be independent it's not possible to be independent independence of the spectrum you know um 
what I one of the things when I learned this word, uh, when I read Stephen Covey's book, I didn't maybe did I read the whole book? I don't remember if I read the whole book or not. Stephen Covey's the seven the seven habits of highly effective people. I read that book years ago. Um, I was probably uh, I don't know eighteen nineteen somewhere around there. Um, was that years ago? I'm thirty three now. Probably so. But um, anyways, I learned a new word that I never heard before. It was called interdependence, which was the top of the um. What was that? It was basically it was a higher level than independence. Obviously, is when you're interdependent. That is the best you're gonna get when you're interdependent. But the thing is, who you are interdependent with makes the huge makes a big difference. But to a certain degree, you can be independent. Okay, but just keep the conversation simple. Let's just call it independence. Now, um, the thing about you know independence is 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 somewhat of an issue is somewhat of an issue, and it's always been an issue for recording artists. For 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 um, for instance, if you ever follow music, you know I, I used to follow music a lot. I used to want to be in the music industry. That was one of the first industries I ever wanted to be in. That, that I thought I would be in when I was a kid. So I studied the music industry to a certain degree. You know, as, as much as I possibly could. I mean, it wasn't like I interned anywhere, but, um, but I would I would watch and I would listen. And I would read a little bit, and um, you know, if you if you ever heard if you ever heard an artist talk from the '90s, early 2000s, even now, but more so back then, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, there was always an issue where the artist is starving. You know, being a starving artist, you know, that's where that came from. The artist is always starving. The record labels generally fare better you know um but then i had to i had to i had to peel that back a little bit after a few years i was like okay well why is that so there's a reason why man there's a reason why the label owns your ip like they're taking a huge risk man they the the business is taking a huge risk on you now not not that that's not defending every single contract that says hey all of your IP is owned to me. Like, no, you gonna you you might have to negotiate. Okay, after a certain amount of time, after I prove my sales, after I prove myself, I can either, you know, slowly or gradually, you know, uh, own my IP back, intellectual property that is, in your contracts. But generally, if you're looking at just like, okay, here's a record label, here's an artist. No one heard, of, no one has heard of the artist, or the um, artist may not have a following. Or say the artist does have a following. Either way, they're putting up money because you don't have any money as the talent. They're putting up money. They're giving you money in advance to begin with. So they're out of pocket right away. So they're giving you an advance. They're putting you on tour. They're paying for your music videos. They're paying for this, paying for that, paying for that. So yes, I need to own all of your shit. Okay? I need to own all of your IP. Because what's going to happen is if you die for doing stupid shit in the streets or whatever, or doing drugs or whatever, you die, and then I get to make my money back. Okay? I get I finally get to start really profiting. And in order for me to even make money now, I have to invest in a lot of artists. Because somebody has to pop if I invest in a lot of people. But it's almost like a venture capital kind of situation. Where venture capital, right? You're... 
you know, 99 out of 10 of the businesses you probably, a venture capitalist put their money into probably would never make any money. But that one is the unicorn. That one company is the Facebook. That one company is Instagram. That one company is Netflix. And then it pays for all the other ones. That's how that works. It's statistics. Okay. So not saying it's right. You know, what happened to NWA or what happened to Kanye or what's happening to Megan Thee Stallion or whatever. It doesn't matter what time period. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Not to say that any of that's right. Cause I don't know their contracts, but, but the business side of it, right. Just thinking about it in that way, it makes sense. Okay. Now, as you, like I said, as you start proving yourself, if you're Drake or, or bad bunny or something like that at the beginning, sure. It's a huge risk. Who knew you would blow up? Maybe over time, yeah, I own less of your IP or, or a percentage of it, and you own, you start owning more, maybe, right? But, you know, business is business. So you so so to a certain degree, um, yeah, you may need a bigger label or a bigger company to help you get off the ground. Thus, Amazon, for example, you know, or any of the platforms that we sell on, these are the record labels. Okay, when you sell your products on Amazon, they own everything. Okay, do not ever think they 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 they, they don't shy away from telling you that either. You are not a you're not independent. Okay, you're not independent. You are highly dependent. You're 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 high, you're more highly dependent on Amazon than you are on any other platform. Okay, eBay, they they look out for you. You know what I'm saying? eBay looks out for you. Poshmark, they look out for you as a seller. Uh, Etsy, they look out for the sellers, you know, like there's, there's, there's a balance, but Amazon, they are clear. They are for the buyers. Do not think you can go on Amazon and think you can start running shit. The biggest sellers, the biggest sellers, I've listened to them podcasts. I hear them like the biggest sellers, they will shut them down. They'll shut their entire account down without even notice, without even any notice if they're, you know, against terms of service or if the if the artificial intelligence, you know, algorithm or whatever, you know, de determine that, you know, they're doing something wrong that needs investigation, they'll shut them down. Like, they don't care about that. You're not about to be a, a, a million dollar seller and think you have say so in Amazon. Now, that is brilliant. That's brilliant. You can't hate on that, man. Like, yeah, I'm talking, it sounds like I'm talking shit, but I'm actually... I am talking shit, but I'm actually, I'm also, I'm also able to separate that and then give the admiration for sight. I get it. You know, I, I see how you're doing business. It's, it puts me at a disadvantage and you at an advantage, but now I'm like, okay, I need to get more on the advantage. Okay. Now I see what you're doing. I need to get more on your level. Or, or I need to avoid you in these situations and then ex exploit these situations on Amazon more. It's because I can get more money out of Amazon doing this, you know, opposed to doing it like this. So so you, you, you once you start getting a full perspective of it, you can start making moves on how you want to deal with it. OK, because you can still be independent and still be dependent. Temporarily. Not for a long time, but temporarily, but you can still do it, but it's temporary. Do not think it's long term. <clears throat> you can be independent while being dependent. Okay, you can still do that, but it's temporary. 
always know it's temporary. All right, let's take a quick break and um, and when we, when we when we come back, we'll get get back to the lessons. Okay, so um, another lesson I learned from the whole Kanye situation is something that I heard before. And I can't remember exactly who said this, but I remember uh, if, if I did a Google search, I can find it probably. But I used to learn about, I used to want to get into the, um, the, the note business, you know, buying distressed notes, real estate mortgages, real estate notes rather, okay? And um, there was a guy, dang, I should have, I, I should have Googled his name. But anyways, I used to, he had a podcast. I used to follow his podcast and try to learn about him, learn about, you know, things he was doing and things like that. Um, <clears throat> that, that business never got off the ground. Um, but while I was studying, he said something like, you know, stay small. He said, stay small, keep it all. Stay small, keep it all. So in this Kanye situation, you know, um, that's, that is a lesson he has to learn now. Okay. See, when he was, before he went on this, this recent rant, he was fine with being big and keeping a small amount. Okay. So he was probably, um, you know, he was making money, you know, uh, according to him. I think, well, what did he say he was doing? According to him, he was making like maybe $250 million off his shoes, $250 million a year or something like that, off, off of his shoes or something like that, something like that, okay? But he was, he was, he was able to leverage his name and uh, partner with Nike and then, you know, part, eventually partner with Adidas. You can't, like... There's no way in hell any of us are going to be able to do that. We can't leverage our name to do that. Okay. Um, you have to, you know, have that level of fame. And you know what? That may make sense. You know, I don't know what his contracts look like. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if the contracts look look good and they're reasonable and, 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 they're, and you know, everybody's getting what they want. Sure, it makes sense to go big right away because you don't have to do any of the work. Right, Adidas do all the work. All you gotta do is be the talent, and that's what he was in music. He was a talent. He was not the business person. He was a talent, right? So Dame Dash was the business person. Jay Z was the business person. He was the talent, which is coming back to bite him in the butt right now. But the lesson he is going to learn next is stay small to keep it all. He is going to have to learn the business. He's going to learn it. He cannot leverage his name anymore. He can't. He can't. Now, sure, he probably can, but it's going to be so inconvenient, right? So inconvenient. Because, uh, you know, according to sources, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be true or not. You hear a lot of stuff, but I don't see it as not being possible where it's like, you know, they stopped selling his shoes on, on on Amazon, for example. They stopped selling his. I don't know if they sell his shoes on Amazon or not. I don't. I don't buy his shoes. I don't. I don't. I don't look at his shoes. I don't know. But 
if there's distribution channels where his shoes are being sold, first of all, his shoes are not being, uh, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but his, at least on the primary market, his shoes are not being sold. Um, Adidas put out a statement saying they're going to, they're going to start making shoes without Kanye um, and see how that goes. But he's not selling Yeezys through Adidas anymore or, you know, all the other primary channels. You might be able to get on the secondary market, but maybe not any primary channels. So they could all shut them out. I mean, Stripe could shut them out. Amazon could shut them out if you can sell shoes on Amazon. Um, and all these different companies can shut him out. Okay. He is literally going to have to go direct to consumer, which is his website and a customer. Okay. That is, that, is, that is pretty much his only way. His payment processing system, he has to have no issues with the payment processing system. system. So whether that's Stripe or Square or whatever, okay? Because they're they're known for cutting people out. If they if they ban you in other places, you know, they sometimes, get, they'll get on board and ban you, you know, so you can't make your money. So you have to go to um, alternative payment processing systems that may be second class, okay? But the whole point is, He's going to have to know how to, because he has to go around the system, he has to learn who's good to use, who's not good to use. What partnerships are, 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 are uh, he's got to sit down and have conversations and contracts about certain partnerships. Because what he was doing, if you listen to him, if you listen to him, he wasn't being a smart business person. His people was writing contracts. His lawyers were writing contracts. He wasn't reading them, and then he was he had people signing on his behalf. Okay, he wasn't he wasn't business. Okay, and I don't he, and it's possible he'll never be, because it's kind of late in the game. Like you really need to to put your energies into all of this. So stay small, keep it all. Okay, so that is something that um, a lot of us um, we're gonna all of us are going to come to a crossroads, right? Where it's, um, and, and I came to this crossroads uh, earlier this year. I'm no longer at the crossroad anymore. Um, I was able to um, delay the decision to either grow, okay? To like expand in terms of like space and uh, workers, employees and things like that to expand in that concept or to do everything myself. Or find a way to do everything myself. <clears throat> now, um, at the rate that I was going earlier this year, if I was able, to, if I was, if I doubled my, uh, if I doubled my activity or my sales or whatever, um, I would be at the crossroad where it's like, okay, I need to, I need to determine who can, you know, who's going to help me, who I'm going to hire to help me, okay? But um, that didn't happen. And not only that, my my sales actually slowed down, um, so I was able to fall back from that decision, um, which is fine. You know, I'm not I'm not um, not I'm not mad at that um, <clears throat> because it's giving me more. It's actually giving me more time to actually really think about what I what I want to do, and I'm glad I did not expand because the economy is getting ready to, is taking a turn, not getting ready to, but it's taking a turn, and it's likely to take another downturn. Uh, like I've been, I, I've like I said a few, I don't know, a few podcasts ago, I said we're going to need one more, uh, one more, um, one more crash, I guess you'd say, or one more downturn in the market. And and, and it happened. It happened in the crypto market, not necessarily in the, in the stock market, but it happened in the crypto market for sure. 
now, you know, when, when, now, now we're down, you know, Bitcoin and all that stuff. That stuff is almost dead at this point, you know, um, for real this time. And, um, but it, it, you know, it was one, one, another leg down. Okay. But anyways, so, um, I'm glad I didn't expand my business because I would be, you know, backtracking and struggling. If I would have signed a lease, for example, on a warehouse or a storage facility, um, I would, I would be having trouble right now. So, um, so yeah, so I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision. Um, yeah. So anyways, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that didn't, it didn't happen that way, but, um, but we're all going to come to a crossroads where it's like, okay, I want to keep these profits, but in order to grow my business, I may have to hire more people or I may have to hire more help. And here's the thing. Here's what I did do. What I did do was I, I created, um, a, a standard operating procedure, um, documents on how to do certain things in my business. I do outsource that now. I do outsource about what, 10, 11 activities, maybe maybe 10 activities or so. Um, I do outsource that. So I do work less in my business on that level. And I still have some SOPs to create actually. Um, so, so, so that's me. That was, that, that was my attempt to stay small and keep it all. Now, it wouldn't make sense to start hiring people to start doing work because you know that's a whole different expense. I'd rather just outsource the the work that I'm I'm doing and 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 um, have it that way. And then once you max out, you once I max out, um, at that level, then I'm gonna consider you know maybe expanding. Once I you know once things start going a certain way and, and I start expanding my business. And, um, you know, my sales increase and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so right now I'm, I'm not at a crossroad. I'm, I'm still, you know, and that's the beauty of e-commerce. You can actually do this. You can do this without any employees and still make a decent amount of money. Um, you give it a decent amount of money. Now here, here's the thing. Here, here's what people got to realize too. Here's what people have to realize this too. It's like, <clears throat> For some, some people, you know, they don't have, some people are, you know, single. Some people, you know, are um, maybe married, but with no kids or something like that, right? I mean, if you're, if you're single, you're, you're making the money that I'm making, or you're, you're, you're the couple, or you have one kid or something like that, and you're making the money I'm making, you're rich, okay? I have a very big family. I have a lot of responsibilities. I have a lot of money coming in and out of my account, okay? So, like, I got to double up. So I'm, I'm always in survival mode. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, it's nothing to me. You know what I mean? It's nothing. Okay. Because it, it doesn't mean the same because I have more expenses. I have more things to think about. I have more responsibilities and more, more so on and so forth. Right. Um, so you can still, you can get to a certain level and it's like, and if you don't plan on, you know, having a, a big size family, or if you don't plan on, you know, living on the coast, or if you don't plan on, you know, you, you plan on living in middle America or wherever else that's relatively, you know, relative, relatively cheaper to live. 
man, you can do this. You can do this without employees until the wheels fall off. Okay. But, you know, I, my life is going to require me to make $100,000 a month. It's going to require that I make $100,000 a month for a very long time. I mean, even in retire when I'm retired, quote unquote, I need to make $100,000 a month. Because I, because if you can imagine how many grandkids I'm going to have, you know, um, and even if I don't have any grandkids, for example, you know, the expenses of just young adults, you know what I'm saying? So like, for me, it's no choice, but to, to go ape shit on the entrepreneurship. Okay. So, so, so at, at some point I am going to, you know, really make some bigger decisions. Okay. But for, for a lot of people who do not have other people they're responsible for, and their lives are a certain way and they plan on their lives being a certain way. Yo, you can do this without even thinking about going big. Okay. So stay small, keep it all. Okay. The other lesson that I'm learning about the whole Kanye situation is net worth, net worth means nothing. Net worth means nothing. Okay. According to Kanye, he lost $2 billion in, 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 um, in equity, pretty much, in his net worth. That was that was his net worth. He didn't lose two billion dollars in cash. No, his net worth was supposedly eleven billion or whatever it was, ten five billion, whatever it was. But he's probably he's a millionaire now. He's not a billionaire anymore. He's a millionaire now. <laughs> like he's a millionaire overnight. He went from a billionaire and he was talking a lot of shit like, "Oh, I'm the the the, the black billionaire. I'm the richest black person alive." Bro, you went from two billion to nothing. Not, not nothing, but according to him, it's nothing. You know, at his level, it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because all the expenses that's coming in and out of his account are probably ridiculous. Okay, so it's really nothing. You know what I'm saying? So he has to start over. Okay. Listen. Listen. He did it correctly. Okay. He got famous through music. And he trans. He he transcended music. And went into his own area, doing doing things no one else has ever done. He did that. That that was the perfect move, and that's what, and that's that's and that's what you you have to think about when in terms of your business, right? Wherever you started, okay. A lot of us started the way I the way I started, which is like uh, retail arbitrage, right? Took my retail arbitrage experience and money, and then went into wholesale. You know, um, now imagine if you go into wholesale and then you have to go back to retail arbitrage. That's kind of like where Kanye West is at. He has to go back to rap and that ain't going to work out. He's at a position where he has to go back to rap. <laughs> like, and that ain't going to work. I mean, he's not going to make another hit album and all that kind of stuff. He's not going to, like those, those days are done. Those days are where they belonged in the past. We don't need any more Kanye music per se. Like not not like not like that. I mean, sure, if you want to make some music, sure, but we don't need that like that. It's, it's more like a labor of love. It should be labor of love at this point. Okay, so the day that I have to go back to retail arbitrage is a sad day. Okay, so I got to do everything in my power to make sure I do not go back to retail arbitrage. Okay. But anyways, net worth means nothing, okay? Now, not entirely, 
Okay, sure, there's some value in net worth, but people oh, it's overestimated. Okay, it doesn't matter. Like your net worth means nothing. Think about it. Think about the markets right now. Think about the crypto market, the crypto market, the stock market, the whatever market. Everybody's down. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, I mean, yeah, people. There were people who you know who made money. You know, obviously, who you know, but most people, I mean. They bought crypto when? They bought crypto at 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 69,000. And I was one of those people, not at 69,000. You know, I was buy, I bought at 20. Uh, no, I bought at 40. Um, The second time around, <laughs> I bought at 40. Uh, and, and, and like, look, look, everybody's down, right? And then nobody knows what the hell's going to happen, okay? So net worth means nothing. What does mean something is cash flow. And that's the thing that's always meant something. But people got away with it because of greed. I understand greed now. Okay, I understand it better. And and if you know, if 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 you've ever followed Robert Kiyosaki, which I which I which I've done religiously for quite a long time, it's all about cash flow. His thing, his 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 whole message is cash flow. And then, you know, I got away from that. I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of other people got away from that. It's about cash flow, man. Without cash flow, net worth is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Here's what, look, here's, here's the thing. Here's why we got to be extra cautious about net worth. You can go 20, 30, 40 years working, okay? And then you can be set to retire. And then 2008 happens. And then 2020 happens. And then 2022 happens. Like, the, the, and, and then guess what? Your retirement money is not wrapped, like, you know, um, from, from being an employee. It's not wrapped in dividends and, and real estate and all that stuff where there's cash flow. It's not wrapped in business. Like, no, if you're an employee, your 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 money is wrapped up in the S and P. It's wrapped into the Nasdaq. It's wrapped into all these other places <clears throat> that you expect it to grow. But let's say your retirement fund, you know, you know, it, it, you're you're set to retire, and then you know, 2008 happens. That was all net worth. That net worth means nothing. What does it mean to you at that point? Does it mean anything? It's like, well, well, what was the point of all of this? If now I can't retire or if I want to retire, but now I have less money because my investments are down 25, 50%, 30%, whatever, you know? What does net worth really mean? It doesn't really mean anything. Okay. Working on cash flow. That's why my vivid vision is not a net worth vivid vision in my business. It's 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 a hundred thousand dollars a month net cash. That's what it is. Like it's not like oh I want a hundred thousand dollars in net net worth. No, that's stupid. Net worth doesn't mean anything. Okay. Now it's cool if you catch a wave, right? And then your net worth goes up, and that's what we all do when we're investing. We you know we invest into the S and P five hundred, we invest in the Tesla, we invest in the Nasdaq, we invest in the NEF. Like, yeah, sure, that's net worth going up. But my focus is starting to go like away from that, 
and, and, and it's unfortunate that I'm realizing this now after I lost tons of money. It's like, oh, it's about dividends. It's about dividend paying stocks. It's about dividend dividend paying funds. It's about cash flow. It's real estate. Business, you know, limited partnerships. Cash flow all day, okay? Net worth thing, sure. After my cash flow is good, I can put some some stock into the net worth. But your net worth is going to grow regardless if you have cash flow. Because cash flow always generally goes up. Real estate, prices generally always go up. Rents, for example, always go up. Rents always go up. I mean, there isn't really... I mean, I could be wrong, sure. But if you're looking at, you know, there's, you know, very few people paying the same rent from 30, 40 years ago. That's not probably happening. No, rent always goes up because inflation... That's why it always goes up. Now, maybe adjusted, you know, um, if you're talking about like unadjusted uh, inflation, maybe rent doesn't go up. But if there's always inflation, so inflation always brings prices up no matter what. So rents always go up and they, they usually exceed the inflation, right? So a lot, of, a lot of people over the past year and a half or so, their rent has increased 30, 40, 50 percent. But according to the Fed, inflation's what, 7.75% now? But before it was 9%, 8%. But everything else is going up. But things are really going up 30, 40, 50%. Cost of living, period. You know? But, anyways, um, <clears throat> uh, dividend paying stocks, you know? Um, even the crypto that I'm looking into. Needs to pay dividend. Needs to pay. I need to be able to. They don't call it dividends. They call it staking. Staking rewards. Pay me. Give me more crypto, just for holding it. I want more. Like I don't want the same amount. Like give me more, just for holding it. Okay. So I want more. I mean, uh, Cardano. They 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 uh, pay staking rewards. I mean Ethereum too. But you know, but these things are like. It's not cash though, so it's 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 better than regular crypto in my opinion, but it's not cash, right? So a dividend-paying stock is you get cash. You can you can elect to get cash. You can't elect to get cash and staking rewards. You know, you just get more crypto. Um, but anyways, but um, my last run in crypto, I did do a, a lot of focusing on on staking, um, or you know, buying crypto that paid me paid me rewards. Like I said before, I sold all that shit out. And I'm glad I did, because I'll be down really bad right now. I did, I sold at a loss, by the way. I bought at 40, sold at 20. Everything, everything's lost. I lost a ton of money. Bitcoin, that is. Bought at 40, sold at 20. And all the other ones, same thing. Lost about half of my money. Um, so, um, <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's that. Another lesson I learned that we can learn from the Kanye situation is, look, don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> it's just that simple, man. I mean, <clears throat> listen. Think about it literally, right? Think about it literally. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Say if you're a, a, 
uh, let's say you're a, a, um, a kid. Let's say you're eight years old. And your, your mammy, your daddy, they're giving you food. And they put the food on your plate. They put the food on your plate, and then they put it on the table. You grab their hand, and then you start biting their hand. Are they going to be happy about you biting their hand? Now, there will be consequences. You know, depending on what kind of parent you are, there's going to be consequences. They're going to be like, okay, you know, on the most extreme level, they'll be like, okay, you want to bite me every time I give you food? Then I'm going to stop giving you food until you stop biting me. Or, you want to bite me while I'm giving you food? I'm going to give you a whooping. And there are some parents who, oh, you bite me? Okay, that's fine. You must be hungry. Okay. Do not bite the hand that feeds you. If the hand that feeds you are these group of people you're talking about who control everything, and if, that, if that's what you really mean and that's what, you, if that's what you're really saying, don't bite the hand. Okay? Don't bite the hand. You have to, you have, you have to, you, 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 you have to get up from under that situation. That is the only revenge. You know, the, the only revenge you can get on people is, is success, really. Right? You, you probably heard that term, right? So the only revenge you can get on them is success. Okay? You may be able to, you know, get a better contract, you know, talk sweet, do whatever you got to do to get the terms you want, okay? So if there's something you want, you have to go out and get it, okay? So you, but but there, there's a way. Wherever there's a will, there's a way. And if for some reason there's no way these people are budging, they don't want to, they don't want to budge. They don't want to say, they don't want to say, you know what? Um, you're Kanye. We have faith in you. Sure, you want a bigger percentage or whatever. Yeah, we have faith in you long term. Here's a bigger percentage for you. We're going to take a shorter percentage. You know, whatever. I don't know. Come to some type of agreement. Now, if you cannot come to an agreement, you have to get up from under. Okay? Ultimately, if you're a child, ultimately, and you know what? Just for some reason, you just can't do what your parents say. It's just, you just can't do it. You just, you want to be independent so so bad. Okay, go to the courts, get emancipated from your parents and go on your own. But don't sit there and think you're just going to just break every single rule, piss everybody off, make everybody unhappy without any consequences. Do not bite the hand that feeds you. You, you got to figure it out. And if you can't, you got to leave from under that situation and go do your own thing. If that's what you desire to do. All right, we're almost done here. It's a long episode, but we're almost done. I'm just making up for, I'm making up for, um, for how long it's been since the last time we re-recorded. <clears throat> you know, I have, I have a lot of, um, admiration for 
uh, Jewish culture and uh, the Jewish religion. Um, the next lesson I I I think we can learn from Kanye, or Kanye can actually learn on this lesson, is read a book. Okay, I'm going to name the book to read. There's two books. I'm going to I'm going to name the books to read, but read a book because one of the things he said. Uh, and, and this is a, this is a complaint. This is a complaint that a lot of people, not just Kanye, but a lot of people who I'm gonna call recognize these patterns. Okay, a lot of people who recognize these patterns, they say things like, "Oh, they want to, um, you know, do all these uh, do all these things and not and not give us the game." But when we ask them for the game, they don't want to give us the game. Like they don't want to show us how they do it, how they how they how they build the businesses, how they build the how they do this and how they do that. They don't want to give us the game. Okay. <clears throat> I I at the end of the day, what is what what is really called? It's called being a hater. The people who are, the people who are you know these anti-Semitism people, you know, um, in 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 and I use that as the the consensus, one of the um definitions that a lot of people agree on, I guess you could say, because there's there's all these other diff, you know people try to spin the definitions. There's so many other different definitions, but the definitions that many people agree on, I would say. Is that um, is a sense of jealousy, right? It's a sense of jealousy, and and if uh, of of people who are successful, and these group of people who are being claimed to be so successful, and it's true. I mean, there's there is a a culture of success in that community, right? Um, in 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 business, rather, okay, and. If you don't like it, you're 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 jealous. And what I finally was able to translate, I was finally able to translate that. It's it's sure. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's anti-Semitism for a lot of people. But when you translate it to just regular English, it's it's it's, it's being a hater. Okay, you're being a hater. Like that's what it is. You're just being a hater. Like if you have like for example, if you have things right, you have things. You have nice things. And then um, the people who don't have things show up at your door and they demand you give them things because you have things. Or they want to take your things because you have things. I mean, you did you did things to get things <laughs> like you, you did the things to get the things. But people are like not happy about it. Those are haters. That's what we call haters, right? If you're successful at something and yet people talking shit about you, those are called haters. That's what all this shit is. It's called haters. But because the hate is linked to, you know, a certain time period in history, it's a little bit deeper than that, obviously. But at the end of the day, when you translate it just to current language, it's called being a hater. Okay. So I brought that up to, I brought that up the, uh, the whole point of they don't give us the game kind of talking point because that's nonsense, man. It's nonsense. Cause read a book. 
Okay. One of the books I found when I was digging deep into um, this situation a couple of years ago when, when Nick Cannon had his situation, which I don't, I, I thought was very weird. I just thought it was weird <clears throat> uh, in, in the sense that I watched the interview with Nick Cannon. And it's funny because I watched it like, like two days ago, you know, I didn't, I never saw it before, you know? So, um, I was kind of just operating off of, cause they, you know, took it down and he had to take it down and all this kind of stuff, but I, it, it resurfaced on my YouTube and like, like they already, like they knew, they knew what I was thinking as they usually do. I watched it and I said, Hmm, I really, you know, cause somebody else posted it, you know, it's not on Nick Cannon's channel, but somebody else posted it on YouTube, obviously. And I said, wow, this was a really, I really liked this conversation. I liked the conversation that was being had, okay? I like the back and forth. I like it. it, it, it and you can say what, you know, Nick Cannon, right? The Nickelodeon, the, the, the formerly Nickelodeon guy. When I was a kid, I didn't watch Nickelodeon. I didn't have cable, you know? But everybody knew who, who Nick Cannon was because of his, some of his songs, you know? Sure, he was a cornball and all that kind of stuff. But, <clears throat> but you have to put some respect on Nick Cannon's name. Like, you have to put some respect on his name. For him to grow up in the industry and not be addicted to drugs like some of his, some of his, you know, member, cast members were, and not to be, you know, into all this nonsense. Of course, there's controversy about him and his, you know, ha having babies and stuff like that. But I understand what he's doing now. It, it took him, it took a while for me to get it, but I understand. I understand why he's doing it. I mean, it's it's pretty excessive, but I understand. I understand what he's doing now, but you got to put respect on his name. He, he has done things people have never done and he's not lost. He's not a lost soul. You know, he's not weird. He's not, you know what I'm saying? He's not one of these, these child actors that just lose it. Right. He actually is holding his shit together pretty well. He's successful. He's ambitious. He's, uh, he's, he's helped a lot of people. He is not, he, he is not, um, he's not a weak, he's not a weak man. You know what I'm saying? He's really some someone to admire. Um, but I was like, you know, I understand though. I I I understand, especially after doing my research years ago, and I and, I, and I'm still uh, connected to. Um, I'm 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 still doing research on on Judaism and Jewish culture. Because there's a lot of things that I want to implement in my life, okay? But um, when I was going down this journey of, like, learning what anti-Semitism is, and I, it, it's such a strange, um, it's, I don't even know how to even put it, because I, I don't know, I don't know, because it's, it's cause I, I get both sides, Right? I get both sides. But you know, it is what it is. But I, I I eventually did want to in my research I realized I wanted to convert to Judaism. I wanted to convert. And I wanted my um family to convert as well. And this was probably about um this was earlier this year. Um after spending some time, quite a bit of time, 
uh, maybe a year year or more um, diving deep into the culture you know and um i still i watch a lot of uh i do watch quite a bit of um um youtube channels that are created by jewish people um in in their in learn, learning from them just you know about business and life and in their perspective on, on 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 a lot of things i get a lot of insight from that um and i want to convert to judaism but the the problem that i was having was like i it it's 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 too much of a culture shock um for all of my family it, it's it's too much um so i didn't want to do it for that reason and i also didn't want to do it for um i didn't want to do it for another reason as well and that was um I didn't want, and, and, and here's the thing, I'm still form. I'm, I'm still, you know, maybe 80, 20 on this reason why I didn't convert to Judaism is because <clears throat> I, I just, I don't want to be like, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, the black, whatever. I'm al- I'm already that. Like I'm already the black. Okay? I don't want to be the black Jew. I don't want to be no. If I'm going to be something, I just want to be that. I mean, I just want to be Jew. I don't want to be if people I don't want people look at my kids and look at my my me and my and, and and my wife and then think there's something illegitimate about us. I don't want to be second class in a in a in a religious uh, 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 context, you know, like, but, but I don't really have a choice. You don't really have a choice. You know, you know, when you're black, you don't really have a choice. This is what you are. You know, you're the quote unquote minority in America, or you're the quote unquote minority in a community. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't doesn't matter where you go. And I don't want to, um, I don't want to be, because when when I when I was you know doing some research and I'm still doing research, I I, I just I don't some of some of the the I was trying to connect with some of the uh, uh, black Jews. Now I say that I don't and it, 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 like this is this is the reason why I don't really want to do it because it's so much behind all that being a black jew i mean you got the hebrew israelites and then you got this all the stuff that people are talking about now it was exactly the thing that i want to avoid i don't want to go and and i don't want to be in a community and then you know and then shit's popping off with kanye and with their comments and people are looking at us crazy you know now that may not happen you know it may not happen you know but people could be like oh, okay well we know who you are and we know you're not that, right? But I just, I just don't want to be subject to that. I don't even want a possibility of being that. I, I don't want to be the, the minority. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm already that shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm already. People already think I think a certain way. People already think I am a certain way. I'm, I'm already like that in the, in the world. So I don't want to convert to, to a religion, 
and then still be that shit. You know, just, I just don't want that. And there's so much, there's so much cloud around being a black Jew. There's so much cloud around that. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much cloud. And I don't want my kids to, to experience that. I would rather them just, you know, I would rather just be in the world and create my own philosophies and live by my own philosophies and teach my kids to live by the philosophies that, that, that I develop. I mean, when I say develop, I mean, just, you know, that I, I put together, I mean, nothing new under the sun, but, you know, I'd rather bring stoicism. I'd rather, you know, like I said, the vivid, the vivid vision for my family, really taking that to, to heart and really, you know, um, coming up with my own culture within my own family and then, and then teaching that and then uh, having my kids grow out of that. <clears throat> now, I would I would have my kids, actually, I would have my kids if they want to get married and have children. I do, I would prefer them to, uh, my girls uh, particularly, I would prefer them to marry into a religious community. You know? Yeah, go into that, okay? But me, myself, okay, bringing everybody into it, it's not going to work like that. Now, I would like for you to marry someone, maybe Jew, Jewish, or go into a, a community like that, or something similar, go into the group. You know, we aren't religious, but we are living off of philosophy, okay? Our philosophy is this. If you follow this philosophy, that you will become successful. Now, if you choose to be religious, that's fine, okay? That's okay. Because you're already successful within your philosophy. The whole religious aspect of it is for community. To be involved in a community. Okay? Go do that. Okay? But I, but for me, bringing everybody in, that's not, that's not the way for me to go. But anyways, I'm getting kind of sidetracked here. So read a book, Kanye. And everybody else. One of the books that I, that I, that one of the guys that I found was a guy named Daniel Lappin. He wrote a book called Thou Shall Prosper. He's a Jewish man who wrote a book about, um, about why Jews are successful in business. What are the biblical, what things are in, um, what things are in the Bible or in the Torah? What, what cultural aspects of Judaism lends itself for people to be successful or Jewish people to be successful in commerce. Now, when I learned about him, I said, hmm, okay, he's obviously not anti-Semitic, okay? His whole life is this. His whole life is teaching this thing. So I said, um, so that that was that was that was a, a pivotal pivotal moment for me in 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 knowing that it's like hmm this this whole thing is nuanced it's very nuanced it's very nuanced and and to some degree it's not but there's some nuance to it because the same thing he is going over right if if another person from another group said the same thing probably. It may be um, interpreted as anti-Semitism, but then again, you got the N-word, right? So when black people are using the N-word amongst each other, or if they're saying it on the music records, then it's all good. 
but if someone from another group is coming in and they're saying it to you to your face and and there is kind of a little weird okay okay it's same thing here it's the same thing here daniel lapin he wrote a book about how jews are successful in business why they're successful in business okay which is the same thing that people are calling other groups anti-semitism for okay so so it, it's it's i don't i don't know if in this and you know i'm not trying to solve it either i don't know if we're ever going to come to this will never end <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's never gonna end but the thing is the good thing is nothing is going to ha- my opinion i don't think anything is going to happen right right so it's like okay well if non-blacks are using the n-word okay that nothing's gonna happen like there's not gonna be any riots in the streets there's not gonna be slavery all over again you know what i'm saying it's not gonna be that okay um slavery in in that sense right where we're, we're Slavery still exists today. We're all living in slavery in some degree, some fashion. But same thing for the, probably for the, for the, for the Jewish people. Listen, people are going to say Jews are successful at this and any other. At the same time, personally, I don't think anything is going to happen out of that. You know, just like I don't think slavery is going to happen again. But you know, that's my opinion. But the thing is, but but you have to understand the cultural differences, and that hey. Yeah, slavery's not gonna happen again, but you saying the N-word or you know, someone else saying the N-word, you know, in their music or on TV that's not black, is you, you know, it's kinda like, well, uh-huh, that's that ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? So so we, we have to understand it on that on that side too, you know what I'm saying? So so it's it's very nuanced. I, I don't think it'll ever end because people um, people talk. I mean, look, listen, listen, man, listen. Non-black people use the N word all the fucking time. Let let's let's just, let's just be a hundred about it. You know, we don't hear them. Obviously, we may hear them at the concert saying it when they're singing the lyrics. Maybe sometimes they don't. But when they're at home listening to rap, they saying that shit. They talking to each other. They saying that shit. Even non-blacks and in, in, you know, I come from L.A. Samoans and Mexicans and all. They all say it. You know what I'm saying? They all say it. It used to bother me. But at the same time, it's like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, listen, as long as you, like, I got kids now. So it's like, okay, don't talk like that in front of my kids. I don't talk like that in front of my kids. So you're not going to talk about that in front of my kids. But if it's just me and we on the streets and shit like that, y'all saying the N-word, fuck am I supposed to do about it? I got shit to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't about to pick up no fight over no bullshit, right? Like, put your hands on me, lights out. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But if, yo, if you just talking shit amongst each other, like, yo, nothing I can do about that. I think that same grace needs to come from the other side as well. Just because people are saying certain things, it doesn't mean they're anti-whatever. It doesn't mean that. So they're going to let that go too. Just like we are going to have to like let, let the N-word go. We're going to have to let it go. But we haven't done it yet. They haven't done it yet. And it's going to be, you know, discontent up until then i read this book thou shall prosper all the time i have the book the physical book i bought the physical book i forgot i bought it and then i bought the uh um audible book it took me it took me a while to, to start reading it um i don't i might i like having both audiobook and um physical copy if i really like a book so i listen to an audio a lot Okay, I listen to audio a lot. 
you know, I bought it like 2000, um, was it like 19, maybe, maybe end of 2019 or something like that. But I listened to a lot. <clears throat> Here's another book. No, no, no. I didn't forget about Thou Shalt Prosper. I forgot about this other book and I haven't read it yet. It's a book called Capitalism and the Jews. Now the author, I don't know too much about the author. I don't, I don't know too much. I think I maybe heard a podcast. Um, that's the reason why I got the book. It's probably, you know, doing my research. I heard maybe a podcast. Um, and um, the, 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 the guy who wrote the book was probably talking on the podcast. I don't remember. I have the book right there in my closet. Every, every time I open my closet, it, it's right there, you know. I, I'm like, yeah, I gotta get to that book. It's a smaller book. Thou shalt prosper is a very large book, which is good to have it on audio. Um, but capitalism and the Jews is a smaller book. Now, deep, like, like, I come from a place of admiration. Now, sure, there's a whole separate conversation about, you know, very polarizing things, you know, when it comes to blacks and and Jews. I don't, I'm not deep in that conversation. I heard, I, I've heard it before, right? You know, Hebrew Israelites and all that kind of stuff. I, I just recently heard about that stuff. I didn't, I didn't even know anything about that until like, like I said, I'm doing my research, you know, I'm coming across things and that's one of them. I'm not really, I, I, I'm sure there, everybody's allowed to say what they want to say. Everybody's allowed to to do what they need to do to make themselves feel how they need to feel. Um, there's a lot of problems, you know, there's a lot of issues with, um, there's a lot of issues that need to be worked out, but unfortunately, I don't know if they ever, ever will. And it's not, and, and, and it's not my, and I'm not waiting for it to be worked out either. I'm not waiting for things to get better. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Hebrew Israelite. I was looking to be converted to just regular Judaism in America, <laughs> whatever that was, whatever that would be, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I was, I really wanted to do that, <clears throat> but I just don't want to be a, uh, I don't want to be looked at, you know, weird because of there's a certain sector. It's just like, you know, I, you know, and, and, and listen, listen, not, that, you know, that may not be a full reason because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in hypotheticals. I understand that. Sure. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want my family to be prejudiced against because we, you know, outside of that, we already are, you know, I don't want to be the, 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 oh, these are the black people, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be, and not only that, I'm not a, a overwhelming, overwhelmingly Jewish people, they vote Democrat. That's not me. I'm an independent, more of an independent I can go Democrat. I can go conservative. You know, I can, I can, I can do both. Um, I'm not today's leftist liberal. I'm not, I'm not that. Okay. I'm more conservative than I am liberal by today's definitions. Okay. You know, the parties and what they believe change over time. But in, in today's definitions, I'm not leftist. I'm not liberal. I'm not democratic. I'm more conservative than I am those things, but I'm not conservative, not Republican. Okay. And I'm not conservative. Okay. But I'm more conservative than what liberals and leftists are. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, um, these are books that I love reading. I can't wait to get to the capitalism and the Jews. Cause I, I'm fascinated by it. I come from a, I come from a, a per perspective of admiration. How do I incorporate this? Because 
I want to, you know, I want to teach my kids money the way Jews teach their kids about money. I want to have certain events in my kid's life the way Jews have uh, uh, events in, in, in cultural, uh, um, this cultural meaning. Cause that is one of the, that's one of the curses of, you know, of, of going through what, you know, the black American has gone through historically is there is a, no one, no one cared to keep track of our culture and where we come from. Right. So we're, we're constantly reaching and trying to find where, where we come from, what, what her what our heritage is, what that means and how to, how to grab, how to grab onto something that means something, you know, that's, that's bigger than ourselves, you know, like, um, sure we have our, you know, we have our many cultures, right. Within our families and things like that. But beyond that, we're one of the few people who, who don't, we don't, we don't have any, we're not one of the few people, like we're probably the only people who have no, there's no record, right. Of, 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 uh, when I say no record, what I mean is, we're piecing together records from all these different places trying to come up with okay what really happened where are we really from who were we before all of this right so we're we're, we're piece, piecing things from the bible piecing things from the torah piecing things from um you know ancient literature from here piecing things from philosophy like we're we're piecing together like we're we're just on this this never ending hunt or never-ending cycle of find, trying to figure out where the fuck, where, where, what were we, and how were we before all of this, right? And then there is an issue with every time we tend to come up with something, every time we start putting pieces together, there is there is an issue with people having a problem with that. People having a problem with, oh, or not recognizing that. Oh, there's contributions made by uh, uh, people of African descent. There's contributions to certain cultures. There's contributions to certain religions. There is an issue with recognizing that to a lot of to a lot of degree. But um, you know that. But that. But that's. But that. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. Like, okay, I need to start developing my vivid vision for my family. What's the philosophy for my family? Because. What's going to happen is, and what's, what's been happening all over the country, and not just with black people anymore, it's with everybody now. It's not just, it, it used to be a black thing, but it, ain't, it never really was a black thing, but it, now it's an everybody thing where, um, where, um, where there's powers that be that are above you that just do not want you to succeed, okay? Okay? Whoever the man was, right? The man, right? To black people in the 70s and 80s, the man, whoever the fuck that was, everybody got that now. Now, the man, okay, it, it, today, it, it takes on, you know, it's not any regular, real person, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, and, and you, you just can't say it's a person. But what, I, what, what I'm saying is, because we don't really have a, a, a singular culture in our society, we're going to start developing social values okay so there's a difference between social values 
and real values and real principles and real philosophies, social values are constructed and, and we're constantly constructing social values in the attempt to replace what's already here. But the thing is, the values and the principles that are already here are self-evident. They work no matter what. Okay. So if you don't instill values, so uh, uh, principles and values that are that are uh, self-evident, as Stephen Covey would call them, they're self-evident. They are. Um, what, what, what did he say they were? He said um, values and principles are are self-evident. They are um, universal, and um, yeah, and, and they will be here no matter what. So you're looking at, for example, integrity. You're looking at um, um, <clears throat> work, work hard, discipline, right? Uh, uh, delaying gratification, delaying gratification. You're looking at um, treating others the way you want to be treated because we you know we don't live in a society of uh, religion anymore. Like for example, Christianity, that which was where this country. The religion, the original, uh, the original religion of America, you know, right? Of the 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 new America, right? Is is Christianity? We don't have that. Okay, everybody's doing their own fucking thing, which is fine. But we have to understand that if we keep doing our own thing and we're not linking ourselves to our culture, our history, our our past, religion, or any personal values of philosophies if we're not linking ourselves with that we're going to go for whatever exists we're going to go for whatever is fed to us there is no there is there is there is very few <clears throat> the general society is 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 has no incentive to to teach you values and principles there's no incentive in the general society why because there's money behind it there's 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 uh, people can people are getting rich behind agendas and all these different things. There's no incentive in the system to teach you righteousness. There's no incentive incentive for that. There's no incentive to teach you delayed gratification because if you delay your gratification, that means you're not spending money in the economy. If you're delaying your your gratification, that means you're not applying for credit. And buying cars on loans and buying houses on loans and buying jewelry on loans. You see, you see, you see what I'm saying? There's no incentive to teach you values and principles. It's something you have to do on your own. And that's the great thing about this country. But it's also the thing that brings us down as a country. It's because there's no, there's no central, there's no central, um, there's no central source of moral high ground. Everybody's just doing what they feel and what they think. Mostly what they feel. And it's, and it, and it's, it's part of our downfall. All right. Let me take a quick break real quick. And then uh, we'll get into the last thing that the Kanye West situation has taught, uh, has taught us about e-commerce. All right. So like I said, these, these things were not going in any particular order of importance. Um, it's just me listing out my thoughts. So these are the, just basically the, the six lessons we can learn about 
e-commerce um from from yay from kanye west right so one of the first things we talked about was uh when being the face of your brand goes wrong and then we talked about the importance of being independent <clears throat> and then um we talked about uh stay small keep it all we talked about how net worth doesn't mean much or it's overrated talked about don't bite the hand that feeds you we talk about we talk about books you know um about um that you know inspirational books teaching us about um the jewish culture and um how their culture is is teaching you know is teaching uh, great things that allow people to do great things in society such as thou shall prosper being successful in business capitalism and the jews now these are just two books i'm pointing out i'm sure you can find other books i'm just pointing out two that i came across that were um uh, influential on me except for the capitalism and the jews i haven't read that yet i need to read that soon um reading reading a book you know open a book man open a book you know don't hate don't hate the game is in the books the game is already given the game is everywhere the game is on the internet the game is everywhere but it's in the book too okay so let's not hate let's not let's and when I, okay, let me let me back let me backtrack. Okay, when I say hate, I don't mean it in the literal sense. I mean it in the uh, sense that you know, don't be a hater, right? When you know somebody hating on you, don't be a hater. You know what I mean? But I don't want to use that hate because you know, hate is a strong word, and I'm not saying anybody is hating anybody. Don't be a hater, okay? Um, in today's terms, in today's definition. And the last thing I want to talk about, something that, you know, you know, we kind of went back and forth, negative and positive, you know, but this is a very positive thing that Kanye has done and that we can learn, uh, that we can learn from in terms of e-commerce is be the king of a blue ocean. Be the king in a be the king of a blue ocean excuse me be the king of a blue ocean what do i mean by that <clears throat> see this is a this is the amazing thing that um kanye has done he is in his own lane his, his let's talk about his shoes i'm talking about his shoes okay his shoes were in its own lane no one makes a shoe like it. There's nothing you could compare it to. It is its own thing. It's a blue ocean. There's no sharks in his ocean. See, when you're in a red ocean, sharks are in your red ocean. They're trying to take food away from you. By taking market share. See, when you're in a red ocean, you're in a you're you're in a if your products are in a red ocean, that means they're commodities, right? They're easily duplicable. They're it's easy for somebody to copy you. It's easy for somebody to sell what you're selling. The easier it is for somebody else to do what you're doing or to sell products that you're selling, the more of a red ocean you're gonna be in. Okay, so I'll give an example. Okay, 
red ocean could be broken down into markets. So we got markets, submarkets, and niches. Okay, markets are, for example, let's we're using Kanye situation uh, as an example. His market is shoes. Okay, there's a lot of people who make shoes. That's a red ocean. Okay, that's the market. His submarket is um i think they're just like is comfortable shoes you know the, the thing about kanye west he he owns his submarket and he also owns his niche or he's the king in his submarket and the king of his in his niche so his ocean is big but for us <clears throat> you may you may not be the king of a market, but you may be the king in a niche. And a niche comes from a market. Okay. So Kanye, his submarket is comfortable shoes or whatever. You know, that's his submarket. Comfortable shoes. So you got shoes and then you got these comfortable, you know, lounging type shoes. And his niche is he has and he also owns the niche. His niche is these, you know, uniquely designed. Kanye. Kanye is a niche. You can't, you know, that's him. Okay. But he also owns the sub market. He's a king in that sub market. It's a blue ocean for him. Now, for us, let's just translate that for us, where it, it, we may not be the king of a sub market, but we may be a king in the niche. So your niche, your market may be, um, market may be uh, nutrition. Okay, nutrition. So nutrition, red ocean in and of itself. That's a red ocean. Okay, let's branch off. Okay, what kind of nutrition? Okay, weight loss. Okay, that's also a red ocean. Okay, and then let's do a sub niche. Sub niche um, is uh, let's say let's say keto wasn't a thing. You know, let's say that's not a thing. You say, oh, you discovered keto. That's the niche. You can be, that could be a blue ocean if, you know, if it's a new thing, but it's not. I'm, I, I'm just, you know, not coming up with something new right now. Um, let's say you, oh, um, there's some new thing that you, that you're coming across or that's some, that, that you're, that you identified to help people lose weight. Um, it's, a you know, keto times 10, whatever it is, right? So now you have a blue ocean. Because no one else is doing keto times 10, whatever that is, right? Um, so that is the blue ocean, being the king in the blue ocean. Because there's no sharks there. No one else is there. It's just you. That's what Kanye has done. He is the king of a blue ocean. And that's what makes this actually so devastating for, for him. Is because, like, man, you're literally... In your own lane. Anybody I've ever talked to does not like Kanye shoes. You know, they don't like them. I have one person that I know who likes the shoes or you know who finds them decent. But guess what? He doesn't he doesn't need anybody to like them. He doesn't need anybody to like him. I don't know who the hell wears Kanye's. I don't I don't I don't. I don't know. You know? But <clears throat> He actually took it a step further. So he's not only is he the king in a blue ocean, he's actually 
um, that allows him to price at any price he wants. And generally speaking, you're going to price at the highest possible price. So he can charge, you know, I don't know, his shoes cost like $500, right? He doesn't need everybody to like his shoes. He needs a few people to like his shoes and then sell millions and millions and millions just based on, you know, you got to think about it. It's, let's say if, um, uh, let's say his shoes cost what five hundred dollars, and he only needs a million people to buy his shoes to make five hundred million dollars. Now he's Kanye. There's he's known around the globe. Okay, at least a million people buy his shoes. At least the numbers are probably bigger than that. So he's a king in the blue ocean, which allows him to price at the highest possible price. As it relates to us, you can actually be on the spectrum of this. Ideally, ideally, you want to be in the blue ocean. But there could be a spectrum. You could be in a purple ocean. You'd be in a purple ocean and being a king of a purple ocean. Right? Not quite too blue, not quite too red, but just realize when you're doing business, just understand. This is very important to understand just in business in general, but it works in e-commerce as well. The more unique your items are, the more difficult it is for someone to copy you, the more difficult it is for someone to do what you're doing. And assuming there's a demand for what you're doing, the um, the bluer your ocean is, and when you're in the blue ocean, you can make all the fucking money you want. You make a lot of money. You make a lot of money. And if you're not making a lot of money, you understand that okay. You may be in a more red ocean. So the question is, what you're selling, are you in a blue ocean or in a red ocean? Blue ocean are mostly in the niches. You are not likely to create a sub market like Kanye probably has. Um, arguably, let's you know, arguably he created a sub market, but let's just say, keep the conversation simple. He's in a niche of the submarket. Either way, it's blue. He's in a blue ocean, regardless. Okay. If you're not, if you're having difficulties in your business or anything like that, take a look at your products. Am I in a red ocean with these products or am I in a blue ocean? How do I get to a bluer ocean? You don't have to be right out the gate in a blue ocean you can work your way to that you dig okay you can work your way to a bluer ocean but just ideally you want to be in a blue ocean just keep that in mind when you're when you're when you're um you know doing what you're doing but um that is all i have folks that's all i got for you um i got some notes 
that I want to some things I want to talk about for the next for the next episode. Um, you know, some interesting stuff that I think will be helpful for you guys. But um, you know, I appreciate you guys listening in. This was a long. This is the longest episode I ever did, and um, I'm going to end it here. So, if uh, if you got any questions, comments, any podcast topics, um, feel free to reach out to me at multichannelpodcast at gmail.com. That is my only way of connection with you guys right now. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just, um, I appreciate you guys listening in. I appreciate being able to do this. And until next time, peace. <laughs>